Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Heller, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions because they have resources that make sense. Well, I'll tell you what. When I first got in the insurance game, you know, I went to work for a company called Occidental, which eventually became Transamerica. And I had one selection of life insurance policies basically to put in front of a client. And I quickly realized that, you know what? you got to take a look at it from the aspect of the client's point of view that they're not always going to buy from one insurance company. So I turned around and became an independent agent, and my career just absolutely exploded. So you got to kind of take a look at it from that aspect when it comes to Moda Business Solutions because they are constantly, I repeat, constantly out there shopping for products, services, resources, marketing, communications, reduction of operational costs to help you and your small business. So you need to pick up that phone right now and dial 858-251-4640. That's 858-251-4640. And I assure you, Moda can help blacken your bottom line in 2023. To contact me, you can get me through my toll-free number, 877-3-NOWBUZ, or get with me on my live landing page, which is B-I-Z-Z-B-U-Z-Z dot live. My email's right there. Send me an email. We'll get together. Talk about you being a guest on my show real soon. Well, shout out to one of my national advertisers, Letip, L-E-T-I-P dot com. Let me tell you something. It doesn't get any better in the B2B networking world in the United States. 4,500 small businesses strong, 220 chapters exploding in the Northeast part of the United States. Listen, if you want a bevy of community business owners that are going to welcome you into their midst at a breakfast or a lunch, qualify you to occupy the only seat in the room that's your classification of your business and then promote you like a billboard week in and week out, you need to get with letip.com today and they will get you in touch with a chapter president real soon. Well, I'll tell you what, I am really excited. January the 5th, I will be on Scott McKay's show. This is a nationally syndicated podcast we're going to mix it up about the murder of veterans in their beds in this country. And let me tell you something. You need to go to veteran, V-E-T-E-R-A-N, murders, M-U-R-D-E-R-S dot com. Listen, if you're a veteran or you are a family member of a veteran or you know a veteran, you need to go to V-E-T-E-R-A-N, M-U-R-D-E-R-S dot com. There is the backstory of the show that we did a few months ago. There is all kinds of resources there within the VA administration to help you identify situations. And we have the author of the book, Behind the Murder Curtain, right there talking to you about the legitimacy of what we're going to be talking about on the 5th of January. Scott McKay and I are going to interview Bruce Sackman again. Also, Jackie Garrick of the CEO of 
uh, whistleblowers of America who has testified before Congress in Washington, D.C. about this very issue. You don't want to miss that show. January the 5th, Scott McKay, I will definitely put more information out there for you and you'll be able to get into that and really get informed of what's really going on in our veterans' hospitals. Well, I'll tell you what, I am so excited about today's show because when I went to Lynchburg, Virginia a couple of months ago, I ran across a gentleman by the name of Jared Harrington. Jared Harrington, he's the CEO of a dual intercontinental company, Beat the Odds Ventures. He's well as a founder of Beat the Odds Global as a nonprofit. It's a footprint in Africa as well as the United States. Financial literacy and economic development are the cornerstones of his dynamic educational platform. He's helped over 100,000 youth across Africa alone learn literacy pertaining to blockchain, agriculture, technology, and financial principles, among other things. He is 25 years old. Count it down, folks. Entrepreneur, philanthropist, an NBA athlete who's been featured on ESPN, CNN, The Business Insider, as well as African, Asian, and American television stations. He's also been invited to speak at a number of venues throughout the United States and beyond Harrington's most recent media platform, Road to Financial Freedom. This focuses on spreading financial literacy, economic, business, entrepreneurship, and agricultural awareness, as well as spearheading high-level entrepreneurship and agricultural awareness, as well as spearheading high-level conversations in South Africa, Tanzania, and Malawi, and providing economic opportunities for each country by working solely with staff in each of those countries. His foundation has helped a number of communities throughout South Africa. He's helped take care of Cape Town Tigers to two national BAL championships. His crowning achievement through has been the prevention of illegal evictions of residents in townships throughout South Africa. Press examples include YouTube Watch, I'm telling you something, Jared Harrington, doesn't get any better than that. Mr. Africa, welcome to Business Buzz. Thanks for having me, Frank. Hey, it's exciting to have you, buddy. We crossed paths a couple of months ago in Lynchburg, and I would have to say you and I hit it off. Would you not say that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because you've got an affinity for the small business community. That's what I'm all about. But tell my listeners how this incredibly now 25-year-old entrepreneur started out in life and how'd you get where you're at? For sure. Uh, I started out in Washington, D.C. Um, I lived there. I also lived a little bit in Maryland, right outside of D.C. as well. Um, I played basketball throughout my entire life. My brother is the current coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, he started off the sports way for me. <laughs> so I followed in his footsteps and um, I eventually became a professional athlete myself. I uh, started in Asia, and then from Asia, I actually went to Africa, and then I started my business while I was in Africa, and, um, you know, we're doing a couple major great things. Yeah, you know, what's interesting, Jerry, it's a, you could play for any NBA team, I mean, but you chose to play in the African Professional League. Why'd you mm -hmm. make that, why'd you make that decision? Uh, for me, it was a no-brainer. For me, I always want to get in touch back with my roots. But I also see the scaling and the potential of what Africa is, right? And me at 25 years old, in another 25 years, I'll be 50. I want to leave my legacy so much more than just basketball. And I think I can make a greater impact globally as opposed to just me being in the United States where I'm from. 
Now, when you were born in D.C., I was born in D.C. We definitely got an affinity there, man. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. I was born yes, in D.C. Sir. My dad was USDA for 33 years. I was an Arlington government brat, right? And I used to ride my bicycle all through Washington, D.C. And, you know, let, let me ask you a question. You know, what is it for you living in that neck of the woods uh, that basically is complimenting what you're doing right now because you are just about as far removed from Africa uh, being in that neck of the woods as you can be. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, being raised in D.C., it's a melting pot, right? So I was exposed to a lot of different ethnic groups early. So, you know, making the transitions to playing basketball all over the world and doing business all over the world, it was kind of, you know, second nature as opposed to someone growing up in, let's just say, uh, Kentucky who might just only be around, you know, a select group of people. Me, I, you know, I was very diverse from a very young age. So, you know, I was able to move a lot differently to others. Interesting. Now, let me ask you a question. You're playing for what country or are you playing for a specific league in Africa? I'm playing in the BAL. Um, I'm really the only uh, player in the BAL history to ever play for multiple teams. I uh, played in, uh, for Cape Town Tigers. And then after I helped them qualify to the ball, I left and I went to South Sudan. And so um, <laughs> then from South Sudan, uh, we went to Egypt in the bubble from Egypt, Rwanda. So um, I was able to to definitely um, lay my footprint on the basketball world in Africa very, very early. You know what I didn't ask you when we were in Lynchburg? Is there any other NBA-type players that came from the U.S. that joined you on the court? Oh, after? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even on my team, even on the Cape Town team alone, we had four NBA guys, right? And out of those four NBA guys, two of them actually got cut. And I was I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was the guy they left standing, you know, but, uh, you know, they, they're all great guys. Um, you know, I don't want to name too many names. You know, you they'll do their own due, due diligence. But the NBA Africa is doing a great job bringing a lot of the professional athletes uh, back to the continent. Um, so we, this past year, we had some high-level guys that actually uh, played. And so um, it was an amazing experience for everyone. Now, I called you on the show description an advocate. I also called you a spokesperson. Did I exaggerate, or is that what you're fastly becoming, Jared? Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know who paid you all this money to talk so highly about me, but uh, <laughs> I could definitely say I'm, I have ambitions of being those things. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's exciting to me about that, and we're moving towards my first break here, and we're going to jump into what just happened in D.C., which was a major event, right, that you sponsored, uh, actually uh, in, in a kind of in in sync with the uh, honoring of Africa Week, right, in, in D.C. at the same time. You were kind of le leading the charge uh, yes. to some degree, right, uh, with what you did. But let me ask you a question before we do, do jump off here to a break. What transition happened in your life from being an athlete to all, all of a sudden being an advocate, a spokesperson, a person who's involved in nonprofits, a philanthropist? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not usually you know, the traverse and the <laughs> pathway <laughs> of an NBA basketball star. That usually happens after they retire. Go ahead. For sure. Frank, to be quite transparent, it, it started from the home, right? My, my father, uh, especially, he, he actually spoke at homeless centers. I can remember even getting in trouble at school. So I had to go speak it at the homeless centers on Sunday nights, right? When everybody else was at home watching The Simpsons, I had to go give out food to the less fortunate. But those type of things stuck with me, even, you know, becoming this professional basketball player and this star, I always remained, you know, had those same values that my parents instilled in me. And so my rookie year in Asia, 
I had an agent at the time. And that agent at the time, um, you know, I signed my first deal. And he says, man, the first thing you need to do, Jared, you need to get a financial advisor. And I looked at him with a face of disgust because I said, man, you have no idea how smart I really am. Right. So from that standpoint, I fired him because he, he accepted my abilities on the court, but he didn't set my abilities off the court. Right. And with me, it's like I'm the type of guy you either got to be with me all the way or you can't be with me at all. So uh, that sparked the interest of you know, other athletes. One, either they're not financially educated because of, you know, whatever sort of reason, or they don't have the necessary exposure to actually prove that they actually are. So I created the platform called Beat the Odds. You know, it resonated with me. It resonated from everything that's about me and, you know, about my family. And um, it was one of those no-brainer type concepts where I wanted to go around and make sure athletes first know financial literacy. And then from there, it just expanded. That's amazing. Now, how many have you garnered into that, uh, you know, persuasion that you created there? I would think that that is an absolute, you know, uh, just a necessity in in your world because you hear of so many athletes that come out of, you know, years and years of being on the gridiron or being on the courts or being, you know, mm-hmm. up at the plate and they come out absolutely dead broke. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've garnered a lot of a lot of different, different ones, especially internationally. Right. So when I started this, I was actually in Asia at the time when I started the first phase of it. And so I wanted to attack my teammates. Right. So it was a child. I, I love things that challenged me first and foremost. So some of my teammates didn't even understand English, let alone financial literacy. So I'm like, OK, this is a real challenge. How can I teach them about money? Right. So I got kind of good at it. <laughs> and then from there, <laughs> I, from there, I, you know, I had my Asian teammates. And then as I went to Africa, I attacked my African teammates as well, because, you know, a lot of places in Africa, they don't have a stock market. You know, if you talk about Tanzania, who has the Dar Salaam stock market, who, you know, we'll talk more about that later as well. Or you have, you know, certain places who have, you know, those stock exchanges like Johannesburg, you know, they have opportunities to invest, but some just don't know, don't have the access or the know-how. So I was able to expose them. And then, you know, the buzz started going around and I, I got a couple of my NBA buddies uh, invested, a couple of my NFL buddies invested. My brother, he's a current coach in the Dallas Cowboys, got him invested, right? So it's just... A, a spiral effect so it ended up being you know really 10 to 20 and now it just expanded to over 100,000 so your brother is a coach on the Cowboys yes can I be candid with you yes I'm a die hard Washington Redskins fan babe <laughs> <laughs> you know and the crazy thing about my brother he actually coached on the Redskins too did he really he actually started with the risk. Under what head? Under one he, what head coach? I, I don't. I don't watch enough football to even know. But I know he coached there uh, about two two years ago, and then he went back to the collegiate ranks. Then he, you know, went back to the NFL where he is now. Now I was just heartsick when that name changed from Redskins to Commanders. It just left me oh, flat. Man. You know, I mean, everybody lived and died for Redskin Cowboys football. In Washington mm-hmm. D.C., I mean, they're they're absolute rivals, you know. I mean, if you go back to the the days of Tom Landry, right, when he did that ridiculous American Express uh, uh, card uh, commercial, where he walked into a saloon, right, and he says, "American Express card, I don't leave home without it," because you can never tell when you're going to get surrounded by a bunch of, and then all of a sudden, the fearsome five came out of nowhere and surrounded him, you know, and Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> like the front five, and he said, by a bunch of Redskins, you know. So, I mean, yeah, it's a commander's leadership flap, you know. Well, let's set that aside because we're going to a break here. Listen, 
Let's put out the contact information on this incredible move that you've done for financial literacy, because I got a feeling we're going to be doing a lot of contact information uh, uh, exposure today. So go ahead and do that, Jared, before we go to break. For sure. Uh, on Instagram, social medias, we're BTO Ventures. Our nonprofit is BTO.global. Okay. And have you got a phone number, contact phone number? Phone number 240-429-0993. Our website is www.btoglobal.org. Outstanding. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. And you're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Howering live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. Well, let me tell you something. Last week, I had Patrick Duffy on my show. I had Linda Pearl on my show. Patrick Duffy, of course, hails from Dallas Days, one of the most lengthy, uh, you know, running uh, TV miniseries uh, in history with, uh, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Hagman uh, alongside being J.R. Ewing. And, of course, Linda Pearl was on Happy Days. But let me tell you something. The wonderful thing about that particular show is that I got it from CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com, where I am now their official talk show host on radio. So let me tell you something. If you want to get advantage of the reach that I've got on this show, advertising-wise, into the senior community, you need to go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com, and you're going to get a pop-up box that asks for your email. Leave your email. Somebody will get in contact with you to talk about an eighth-page ad, a quarter-page ad, a half-page ad, or even a full-page ad like I've got, and also Voice America has in that magazine. And let me tell you why I want to do that, because that that element of our society represents about $3.5 trillion of spending capability for your product or service. So go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today, leave your email, they'll get in touch with you, find out real quick whether or not you need to get that product and service into the midst of a lot of seniors that want to take a look at you. Well, I'm mixing it up with Jared Harrington. What an incredible, credible young man who has become not just an entrepreneur, but a philanthropist, an incredible advocate for the African community. We're going to be right back in two and two after my advertisers have a chance to take a look at you with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, 
you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Frank Kellering, live on Business Buzz. I've been mixing it up with Jared Harrington. What an incredible entrepreneur. What an incredible young man. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing. You know, I love to see this young generation rise up and make a difference. And that's exactly what Jared's doing. And Jared, you just did a massive move. I mean, it's like rock the house in D.C. And I'll tell you what, that's tough to do in that neck of the woods, right? Because every time you turn mm-hmm. around, it's in the media. But you just did something at Georgetown University uh, in D.C. that absolutely rocked that particular city uh, with Africa. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely right. Um, we ended up changing the venue, Frank. It wasn't necessarily at Georgetown, but we had a stellar, stellar event. Uh, it was actually a precursor uh, for Joe Biden's U.S. African Summit. I named it Innovation Now. It was one of those things where I wanted to bridge the gap between African and global business. So we had some amazing representatives. Uh, we actually had the U.S. representative, OEA. He opened up their event at, uh, for me. Uh, we had Julius Mwale, who is an African billionaire. Uh, he actually built his own city in Kenya. We had Lloyd Ward, a good friend of ours. Uh, we had uh Jerome Ringo, who's actually in the energy space, uh, he's actually uh, on chart to amass, he's to be the next black billionaire. Uh, so we had some amazing people, very exclusive uh, event. I'm very proud of our efforts. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that was just a few hours, right? That was an evening event, you know, in D.C.? Correct. Correct. It was only six to nine. That's amazing. And you worked on that for how long to gather those type of caliber people underneath Mm. that one roof? Well, I worked on it for about two months. Um, I was blessed and fortunate to have a a access of networks where a lot of people will come out and, you know, support me. Um, The things that we we talked about, the the people that were in the room, we we had over $2.5 billion uh, in that room specifically. We had guys coming all over from all over the world. Uh, we had seven different countries in Africa represented alone. So um, the things in the business that was made, it was one of those events that I was definitely proud of, especially being as young as I am. <laughs> you know, I made mention in a show description, which, uh, by the way, <laughs> it's the first time I put a show description out about 24 hours prior to us doing live. 
but I really wrestled with this because I wanted to do it justice. But, you know, I grabbed the quote that Lloyd Ward mentions all the time uh, that Africa represents 60% of the resources of this planet, but less than 3% of its GNP. Did that type of flavor come out during this gathering in three hours? Was any speak made of that? I'm sure Lloyd talked about that, but I mean, was anybody astounded that, number exists even today frank well you know you know lloyd definitely spoke on it but one thing about it people are ecstatic about any type of information that they get about africa because people just don't know and that's my biggest thing you know if i even tell someone yo when you go down africa and you walk down the street you won't see a monkey people are gonna be like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so it's good i like that what it's about an orangutan? Anyway, go ahead. You know, so it's, it, it, it's one of those things when you you know you tell people about the investments that's going on, right? You tell people about the angel, the angel, uh, the crowdfunding, the private equity space, VC space. People don't need the, the tech space as well, as well, the blockchain space. You know, I told a story the other day. I was speaking at a conference, and I said the first time I ever seen a Bitcoin machine, I was in Johannesburg, South Africa. I wasn't in D.C. I wasn't in Cali. I wasn't in New York. I wasn't in London. I was I was in Cape, um, uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. So it's one of those things where it exposes so many people because the untapped potential is there. So are you telling me that blockchain in Africa is mm-hmm. more savvy than the U.S.? Did I hear you just say that? What I'll say is more savvy. Mm, I have to travel more around Africa to actually answer that question question correctly but what i will say is that they are very very advanced over there right so you know it advances so much so that you know the example that i gave earlier i've never seen uh, a blockchain uh, a bitcoin machine rather in my life until i went to africa so it's one of those places man it's so far above what we actually think and we just have to go to actually manifest that reality now you have basically got a footprint here in the u.s now you've got a footprint in Africa. It's almost like you're straddling, okay, uh, the yep. globe at this particular point in time. How much time do you spend in 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 both arenas, uh, Jared? Uh, I probably spend about 20, 20 to twenty five percent of my time in Africa. Uh, my longest stint I've done in Africa, I did eleven straight months. <laughs> so uh, that's that's more than a lot of people will ever get to see in their lifetime. So you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But um, you know, I, I just definitely want to spend even more time in Africa because I feel that's where my calling is. And especially, you know, over these next 25 years until I turn 50, I have to make an impact of impacting three to five million people. That's always been a lifetime achievement for me, even before we get to the capital. You know, what's interesting is when I had a conversation with Lloyd, uh, he indicated to me like his work that he's doing in Tanzania with the Tanzanuts, right? Uh, with that government, that the average African made four to seven dollars a, a day, and mm-hmm. that ninety percent of the people that were picking those nuts off those trees were female. That yep. really shocked me, you know. And it is uh, probably something that you're very concerned about too, because I mean, my goodness, I mean, it's one thing to you know give somebody a job, but it's another thing to raise the level of their environment. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that's why you know I, I actually expanded my business uh, to Africa because you know one thing I wanted to make sure anybody who joins the Beat the Odds community they're completely free, especially if you're African, right? Because I'm all about education, I'm all about access, 
right? A lot of these people, you know, they don't know how to be sustainable, right? So you come in there trying to get all these immaculate plans and people are looking at you with a face of confusion because mm -hmm. they just don't know. So now we have to have a lot of novice talk conversations. So, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of the basic foundations that I go over there with that people, they really appreciate. You know, I've been doing a little studying on Africa and, you know, that number and the fact that they have 60% of the world's resources, but less than 3% of the economic value that those resources represent, somebody's getting exploited here, Jared. Yep. And I see where China is doing that, Vietnam and several other countries and whatnot. In fact, China is actually digging the earth out of the ground in Africa, filling up tankers, you know, sending it back to their mainland and basically harvesting the natural resources and ore, you know, of Africa, which is really ridiculous. And they've been doing that for the last 20 years. Here's my mm -hmm. question, okay? What element, obviously, probably, you know, big business, maybe to some degree is in that Africa space from an exploitation standpoint of view. But, you know, the United States is represented by small business much greater than these big companies. OK, because we represent 85 percent of the hiring, 50 percent of the GNP on this side of the fence. What evidence do you see that small business is a factor in that African space? Small business is huge. Number one, how can we scale without having these small businesses? A lot of people, they're not, we got to also break it down to a, a simpler fact, right? What is the number one problem for businesses in Africa, especially small businesses? Finding the funding. So how can we even expand to a big business without trying to at least have our ground set on the small businesses? The small business people, we have to um, unite. Because a lot of times, you know, we come into it with the idea of something, but we just don't have the access to actually, you know, conceptualize those things. So if we as a, a small business people and me speaking as myself, we unite with another small business, another small business, another small business. We come up with a nice union and we, you know, we go as a collective to really ask for this capital and to really, you know, bring it back home and really make some things shake. You know, until we do that, uh, it's, it's, it, we're always going to be kind of behind. You know, we have to, especially in the the African standpoint, we have to unite. Let me ask you a question. You actually, in a sense, I'm looking at you right now. I mean, you got the footprint here in the U.S. You got it over in Africa. You're almost a bridge to some degree, uh, yep. Jared, or could become a bridge like we have here in the U.S. We got the United States Chamber of Commerce, right, which supposedly represents the interest of business. You got the SBA. We've got, you know, all kinds of organizations that support this massive infrastructure of small business here in the United States. Does that exist in Africa? Does it exist? I'm sure. Am I aware of it? No. And the reason, the, the fact that I'm, if it does exist and I'm not aware of it, that's a problem in itself because uh, we aren't highlighting those type of things, which hence, you know, why I even had Innovation Now, my event back in December, because I want to be that bridge builder. Because, you know, especially when we talk about Africans, you know, trying to gain capital from an American standpoint. Who is going to articulate their verbiage the way that they want to, other than African-Americans, to be quite frank. So it's like we have to have more people like myself uniting those different people, especially when you talk about Africa and American business. You know, what's interesting is that Lloyd Ward just was responsible, along with his company Tans and Nuts, for bringing, what was it, seven million pounds? Of, of cashews 
into mm-hmm. New Orleans, the first time that Africa has ever actually exported a product to the United States without being stepped on, right? Uh, where you have a relationship between the two nations via uh, Lloyd Ward and, and, and Ward Holdings. Let me ask you a question. Beyond that, okay, is that type of a move beginning to rise up in Africa where Africa's throwing the red carpet out to the small business community in America saying, hey, come one, come all, let's see what we can talk about? It's definitely a come one, come all type situation. Um, they're realizing the importance and the scaling that Africa is rising on, especially with the entertainment and sports side of things. You know, I, I talk about the entertainment and sports so much because that's what I am, right? So, you know, with the growing of the NFL Africa, the NBA Africa, you know, the the Afro beats, these people are really realizing, okay, we can make a lot of money, right? But we can make even more money, like I said before, if we unite. So it's going to definitely be a lot of more, you know, some more people that's trying to bridge the gap between the two. Uh, but we just have to take a chance and actually believe it. And that all starts with the rebrand. Now, you just attended a CEO summit with me in mm-hmm. Lynchburg, Virginia, right? Yep. And there was a lot of representation of African nations at that event. Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, there was a, a separate event that just basically talked about the vision for Africa, which was the first day. And I attended that. And that's how this all kind of came together, right? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we entertain the idea before we go to my second break here about the idea of maybe Lynchburg hosting, right, a small business event for Africa to get together with the small business community here in America? What do you think about that one, Jared? I think that's another version of innovation now, and I would love to be a part. It's a no-brainer. They wouldn't have to come so far, right? I mean, I I sat there and I thought about it. I think it was like 600 CEOs at that event, right? So they probably, I mean, I came from California, so I came from the, you know, coast to coast here. But the bottom line here is that I think small business, if they saw an opportunity, right, where they could open additional markets to their product or service, I think they'd show up. What do you think? I know they'll show up because they see an opportunity and it's something that's going to benefit them at the end. So everybody has reciprocity. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the nations that are now motivated, like the Tanzanias, like, you know, what Lloyd is working over there right now with like, I think it's like nine African nations, right? You are basically like a lightning rod in the sports and the entertainment piece over there. I mean, do you think that the nations in Africa would get behind something like this and help to finance maybe some of their business people coming to that event? I think they'll get behind it because, like I said before, they everybody wins at the end of the day. But I also think that Africa in, in, in general, they're gaining confidence, right? They're getting smarter. So a lot of the different ideas, they will want to bring it back home. So I'm an advocate either which way because, you know, I'm an advocate of Africa wins. But it's one of those things where we have to – I don't want to be – be bad with it, but we have to provide that rebrand and that access to what Africa really is and then communicate that verbiage to those leaders so to make them actually believe in what Americans are actually saying in terms of building that that bridge. Because like I said before, they're gaining a lot of momentum right now. Well, I'll tell you what, Jared, you know, my platform when I originally started this over two years ago was advocacy, bringing resources, bringing expertise. And now we've expanded it even more, reduction of operational costs, because we're in a hyperinflationary economy here, right? 
in the United States. So all four of those elements are necessary for small business to come back. I would very much be interested, right, from my platform side of the fence, of promoting something like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to throw something like that with, with my company. Like I said before, that innovation now was the first step of bridging that gap. You know, we had seven, over seven uh, countries represented just in that event alone. So I would love to, you know, scale that up. Yeah. So what we could do is basically maybe harvest the low hanging fruit about what you did in D.C., right? And then see where we can take it out from there. Does that make sense? It makes 100 percent sense. And I cannot wait to execute. I'm always I'm always that low hanging fruit guy, Jared. You're going to get to know. (laughs) Not that I'm lazy, but I'm going to turn 71 in May, you know, so I'm a little bit on the slow side. Uh, of being aggressive like you are uh, from your young standpoint of view. But the bottom line here is while I'm here, this is still a mission for me to help small business recover. And for small business to be able to penetrate 60% of the world's resources, it doesn't get any better than that, my friend. Mm. So I I have a question for you. Now, if we're talking about the African uh, small business side, what is the number one thing you think they need to do to succeed? African businesses? African small business. They, they need to get a better finance mechanism because it's four times as expensive. It's almost like taking out your MasterCard, you know, with a 29% interest rate to be able to get capital financing. That's ridiculous. What needs yeah. to happen in that venue is that small business needs to wake up and come alongside these African businesses and give them a better choice. Unfortunately, Jared, I got to move to a break here right now. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Herring live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by Business Group Resources. Let me tell you something. Hey, Tax time's coming up again. You need to get with Business Group Resources, 877-857-6875. They will give you access to the R&D tax credit, which has been ratified all the way back to the Reagan administration. There's absolutely no fear whatsoever. You're going to get audited by the IRS because these guys have been doing this for 15 years, and they're getting about a million dollars a week back in the hands of small businesses. Hey, all the IDO loans are gone. The SBA, they can't even find money to give you from the SBA today. The three PP two rounds are long gone. Don't look to Uncle Sam to solve your problems anymore. You need to get with Business Group Resources and get the money back you've already paid in taxes. So pick up that phone right now and dial 877-857-6875. And my good friend Ken DeBose out there within 15 minutes can tell you whether you qualify or not. Hey, I've been mixing it up with Jared. We've been talking about Africa. We've been talking about small business. We've been talking about maybe an initiative to help small business on both sides of the of the planet. Listen, you need to stay tuned with us because we're going to take it even step further beyond what we've been talking about when we get into Business Watch. And we'll be right back with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. 
At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S, buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now... Here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, welcome back. Frank Hellring live now on Business Watch. This is the segment of the show where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, my live audience, to call in live and mix it up with me or my incredible guest today, Jared Harrington. So pick up that phone right now and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And you can be live on Business Watch right now. Well, Jared... You asked me a very penetrating question before we exited. You asked me, what do you think is the number one need of small business in Africa? And I said capital markets. You agree with that, right? And 100%. Okay, because cash is king, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, can't, if you can't prime the pump, it doesn't make any good that any water is going to come out of there, right? So capital is always an absolute necessity in any business enterprise. Now, when I learned that the capital markets in Africa for small business to get access to capital, I mean, is four times as expensive in the U.S.? What the heck is that all about? Hmm. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's actually my first time hearing that. When I heard that, I was stunned. And, of course, that came from Lloyd Ward, who just happened to be the CEO of PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, Maytag, sat on the J.P. Morgan Chase Executive Board, on the General Motors Executive Board, did a SPAC on Wall Street for $300 million. I think the guy knows what he's talking about, right? But I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, the U.S., right, represents a tremendous amount of like hedge funds and things like that, where you have massive investors going in, trying to offset this incredible uh, inflationary, possibly stagflationary economy that we're dealing with right now. Could there be a possible exit strategy for some of these hedge funds in conjunction with 60% of the resources basically being manifested into the U.S. space from Africa? That's a hell of an offset for not getting an inflated interest rate. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
And I, I think a lot of a lot more hedge funds are going to start, you know, dibbling, dabbling in Africa because of the untapped potential. Right. So it's one of those things we, we talked about it early, earlier, man. Africa has to attack that private sector a lot more. Now, my question is more so how? Well, it's called awareness, my friend, I think, exactly. you know, I mean, it's like it's like doing what we're doing right now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the value of what we're doing right now is that I'm not terrestrial radio, right? Within four hours, you're going to get a playback of this professionally edited by my engineers in Phoenix. And you're going to be able to put this up on your social media, your networks, send it out to your influencers who will basically support you and do the same. And we put what I term to be the buzz factor out there, right? And we keep it going because my shows are rostered all the way back to the 5th of August, 2020. You can go grab them at any time. And let me tell you something. You can't do that on terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. I, I'll take it a step further. I think it's about the access, right? A lot of a lot of people, you know, they don't have access to to these hedge funds or these private sectors. So when you have a guy like me who, you know, I play in NBA Africa, you know, I live in both continents, and I'm able to really network with some of the higher ups, some of the government officials and policy makers, and connect them all. We need more people like that. At least more people to try to attempt that effort to actually scale it. Okay. Let's take a look at it from this aspect as well. Like I was in the Hollywood space for several years, right? Mm -hmm. And you know how you look at a movie, right? All of a sudden the PepsiCo logo shows up or Burger King came out of nowhere, right? What do you think Mm -hmm. they do that for? Because they're being paid. That's offsetting Mm -hmm. their operational costs, their production costs, right? These guys are advertising across this movie screen. Hey, you're a professional basketball player, right? 100%. Um, uh, I don't know whether there's anything offset as far as when you put on your, you know, maybe sweat jacket or something like that, that there's a logo on it. Hello? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're out there. You're under the spotlight. I mean, you're, you're happening, man, you know? So a lot of eyeballs are on you. I, I agree with you 100%. That's exactly what needs to happen here because the more awareness that comes across you know, to the problem, the more the sympathy factor is going to rise. I, I think, you know, it also comes with a continuous rebrand of what Africa truly is. A lot of people, especially investors that I've personally talked to, they have such a fear of Africa. And most people have a fear of the unknown. So if we combine all those things with the access, you know, the ability, and as, and as well as, you know, the connecting piece, it, 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 it will so further Africa so much faster. You know, all these conferences, they talk about what is Africa going to look like in 2050, 2060, 2000. Oh, my God. I hate that. Because it's like, yeah, we already know Africa's going to be great then. But what about now? So what you're saying is there's a fear factor there. <laughs> I'm borrowing from a show that used to be popular. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a fear factor. It's a fear factor because we, as you know, especially as Africans and African Americans and other people that you know do business in Africa, we have to have a continuous rebrand of it, right? I think the best branders in the history of the world, in my personal opinion, it's America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, right? Everybody wants to go to America for different things, opportunities, money, you know, it access, power, it, you know, so many other great things, but. If you, you know, you raised a kid in China and he had no knowledge of America, he wouldn't want to come there. He would love China, you know. So 
we have to do a better job of rebranding what Africa really truly is. It's a, it's a place of abundance, right? Like Lloyd says a lot. It's a place of abundance. It's not a place of scarcity. It's not a place of, you know, you go over there, then your money's going to be corrupted. No, it's a lot of, you know, great positive things that's going on in Africa that we have to keep shedding that positive light on. Now, I don't want to get political too much here, but you know what? I think I'm forced into it. (laughs) (laughs) If you take a look at how Africa has been exploited, okay, by Mm -hmm. other nations, which we talked about earlier in the show, could it be that they're financing that aspect to keep their, their heads down in that business community so they don't rise up? It's a potential, but it, the, the same thing that goes in Africa goes on in America, goes on in Asia, goes on everywhere, right? But at the same time, we highlight so much of the negativity about the corruption going on in Africa instead of highlighting the corruption that goes on in everywhere globally, because there's always, you cannot live in this place and not have bad, right? So we have to stop putting our focus on that and more so put our focus on, okay, what can we do to improve? It's something so simple. It, all it takes is a quick mindset shift. Yeah, you know, and the other side of the coin is you got one of the biggest continents on the face of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you swallow an elephant, Jared? <laughs> yeah. One bite at a time, right? <laughs> no question. So if you could turn around and you could create a success story within that continent of the resources of the U.S. being merged into the African space, and everybody's a winner, like a three-legged stool, right? The nation, the businesses, and you know, and and the people. Why, you know, why wouldn't that create a positive, positive message coming from that side of the world? Exactly. Exactly. We. And I we, think. We, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I'm missing it. No, I think that Lloyd Ward has got a huge footprint in that Tanzanian space, right? Mm-hmm. Initially with the cashew nuts, and he's got some huge plans. In fact, he's got the backing of the nation itself to give him the land and you know put up you know factories and different things like that. And I think the business plan calls for the hiring of forty thousand Africans, right, mm-hmm. uh, at yep. a decent wage, including benefits and improving standard of living. I think that's the kind of thing that needs to happen and then getting a major media eyeball on it to where the truth gets, you know, over to the U.S. as opposed to a bunch of fabricated lies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's a constant rebrand. I love what Louis is doing because he's creating that constant rebrand and also educating at the same time, whether he knows it or not. You know, same with me, whether I know I'm educated or not. I know that I'm making an impact that some kid is going to look at, you know, some African kid is going to be like, oh, my God, I can do this because I've seen this. comes back to the access, comes back to the rebrand, okay? Especially you see a successful black person that looks like you, that can make some things happen. You know, it's it's a no-brainer. So we just need more. You know, the sad thing is, and I'm sure I'm going to date myself. uh, Did you ever see the Dean Martin roast? By the way, we got four minutes to go on the show, but I want to get this (laughs) in. Did you ever see the Dean Martin roast? Did you ever witness that, Jared? Never witnessed it. Okay, you need to do that. And I'll tell you why. Because the guy was a genius. He used to take that dais of stars, and it was about half black and half white. Hmm. Now, why do you think he did that? Equality. Exactly. And what's interesting is Don Rickles got up there and you can see the episode right when they roasted him and he called uh, Red Fox the colored guy. If Mm. you did that today, (laughs) that would be headlines 
<laughs> across the United States that somebody called a black man a colored guy, right? But the beauty of it was, and Sammy Davis Jr., I think, was the epitomization of it. He got when he got roasted on Dean Martin, he looked it dead into the camera and he said, you know what? If you can't be made fun of, then you know that people don't give a damn about you. And then he clenched his right fist and he said, and that's it. That's it. You know, I think a lot of what we're talking about here, Jared, and we haven't got that time to delve into it, has to do with this racial move that's happening over here. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. You know, I, I, went, I went over to Africa, man. I had a culture shock myself. In South Africa, they're still separated by coloreds, blacks, and whites. So when I, I went out there and I seen a, a black guy that looks just like me, dark skin, called a lighter skinned black guy, a colored, it confused me. I said, what is going on? Is this, is this the 50s? I've never witnessed something like this. But that's the reality. So it's one of those things, man. We, we, you know, not to dive too much into the race thing, but we have to rebrand. We have to rebrand because that is the epitome of what's going to take Africa to the next level. I agree with you. We're running out of time, unfortunately, on the show, Jared. Once again, give your contact information because let's keep pushing this down the road. For sure, Jared Harrington. It's 240-429-0993. On social media platforms where BTO Ventures is the for-profit and BTO.global is the non-profit. And lastly, the website is www.btoglobal.org. Jared, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Really nice to reconvene after we originally crossed paths in Lynchburg, Virginia. Let's keep pushing this forward. And you have a very, very happy new year, man. And I do look forward to seeing you hopefully in February at the Africa Fest in New Orleans. And thank you for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll free at 877-3-NOWBUZ or go to my live landing page at B-I-Z-Z-B-U-Z-Z dot live. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas, belated, right? And a Happy New Year 2023. We got a lot of exciting things in store for you in the new year. So you need to stay in touch with this show because we're going to take it to the mat in the small business community in the women's realm by putting an adjunct onto the show and starting to interview high icon female business owners because they make up about 20% of the small business community out there. And we want to make sure that their voice gets heard as well. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase week in and week out. Tune in next week as we bring more fabulous guests like Jared Harrington and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.